Welcome back to Yeah, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 4, Episode 5, Crossing Over. Carter enlists the help of Warehouse 13's Claudia Donovan when strange objects materialize in Eureka that could erase the town. Original air date, August 6th, 2010. Creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Written by Paula Yu. Directed by Michael Robinson. Hi, I'm Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Kim. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Doing great today. That's good. So we're back for season four, episode five. This is your first episode for season four. Yes. I told you before when we were still in three that I was excited to see what you thought about season four. So what are you thinking about it? It's okay. It's just not what I'm used to. But does it stay like this forever? Or does it change again in another season? It doesn't change. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I think I said in the second episode, this is when the first time I watched it, when I realized they were stuck where Mm. they are because they didn't fix it. Right. The first episode was to be continued, and at the end of the episode, they didn't fix it. So they didn't fix it, and it's not going to get fixed. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a little upsetting when I first watched it. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> but the rest of the season is good. Okay. We have new people coming in. Mm-hmm. There's a couple new characters coming in. And but people are going to... like the guy. What guy? Oh, no, I don't like him either. Yeah, I don't like him. No. <laughs> There's other new characters coming in other than that him. I like? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't like him either. But I don't think you're supposed to like him. I did in the beginning, but then he's sneaky. Yeah, he always looks sneaky. Even mm-hmm. when he's not doing anything, mm-hmm. he looks like he's yeah, up to something. The only good thing that I liked about the season is when he stopped dating that girl and told her to go to Australia. Yes. Or, yeah, that was that was best. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then he comes back and she's there again and he yeah. has to do it all over again. But yeah, yeah I think she's gone finally. Mm-hmm. The episode is titled, I guess in one way they're talking about everything that keeps coming in from oh, yeah, 1947. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also a crossover episode with Warehouse 13. Yeah, I like Warehouse 13. Oh, I was wondering. I didn't know if you were going to know who that was. And did you watch that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I watched I it. I love Warehouse 13, yeah. yeah. Carter and Joe are still roommates. And I kind of like them as roommates. I do, too. They're cute. But he does a lot of complaining to Allison about Joe's reality show addiction, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. I guess you wouldn't expect Joe to be the reality show mm-hmm. watcher. Vincent delivers coffee to Allison for her and Grant. She tells Grant that he's quitting smoking. Smoking. I thought this would take the edge off. Mm. And I get to test GD's latest nicotine therapy. Oh, uh, does that involve uh, immense pain and suffering? Because, because... <laughs> it you be nice. He's not so bad once you get to know him. Uh... And I do have nice camps. Oh, like I don't know that. And Carter complains to Henry about Grant because Carter's mm-hmm. jealous, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Allison kills me because she just decides he's quitting smoking. But she's experimenting, too. I know, but you can't just say to somebody, I mean, I know smoking's bad, but you can't just say you're quitting smoking and it's, it's not up to you, you it's up right. to me. Yeah. Fargo's getting ready for his VIP visitor. He's funny, he's all excited, and we don't know who this is. 
Breakfast croissants and muffins to go, Fargo. Savory and sweet. Ah, just like our VIP. Fargo, this isn't The Bachelor, you know. Yeah, says you. Muffin sweet. Oh, cut me some slack. She's here. And it turns out to be Claudia Donovan, who is not the person you expect to see coming mm -hmm. out of the big black limo or whatever mm -hmm. he sent for. So she's in Eureka to pick up goo. It, it didn't occur to me. It must be some kind of goo that he made for them to use at Warehouse 13 because, you know, they use the purple goo. Right. I'm not sure. And I keep on trying to remember an episode of Warehouse 13 was there one with goo. They use that purple goo. In Warehouse 13? Yeah, the goo is what neutralizes the air. You know, when oh, they... Oh, yeah, that's right. right. So it didn't even occur to me when so I first watched this, when she said she's picking up goo, that Fargo must have made a specific type of goo, goo. for them to use in the okay. warehouse. It's neutralizing insulation for the warehouse artifacts. So, Director Doug, where's my goo? Oh, I upgraded the warehouse computers to Class 7 standards, and I figured I could enhance their goo, too. Just so you know, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, neutralizing insulation to protect the artifacts during transport. I uh, whipped up a sample batch using alkalizing agents. That's very nice. It'd be nice to meet you, and welcome. Yeah, we really can't wait to try it out. And thank you for the welcome wagon. Jeez. I've got our whole day planned. First off, a tour of Global Dynamics while they pack up your truck. And I got Larry to cut together an IMAX film on the history of GD. <laughs> Sweet. Charles is working on the bridge device and listening to Car Wash, and this is the second time we hear Car Wash in the series. Mm -hmm. Working at the Car Wash, baby. Oh, yeah. Catching up with musical trends, are we? Oh, yeah, I'm really digging the 70s. 70s musical scene is off the hook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who does thunk it? Well, I'm full of surprises. Apparently. <laughs> and he's digging the 70s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was cracking up. And, I'm in, you, you, and you're in singing, too, while you're, while you're listening to it. So he and Henry test the device. It lights up. They get excited. They want to explore the nature of wormholes. They're not trying wormholes. to send Grant back because Henry right. says he can't go back ever. Right. I remember wormholes. Yeah. They want to study the nature of wormholes. And Henry thinks it'll lead to new forms of space travel. Grace comes home from her trip. I think Henry mentioned that in the last episode that mm -hmm. she was on some trip. Charles leaves him alone, and Grace, again, tries to give Henry a kiss or whatever, and he kind of puts her off. So she knows something's wrong. Allison stops by Grant's office to harass him about smoking. Mm -hmm. He flirts, and she kind of seems to be falling for it. Mm -hmm. She se kind of seems to like it. Mm -hmm. Gullible. <laughs> that flirts with her, it's like, smile. So back at GD, all these lights come... I don't know how you would describe that. Was it lightning? I want to say it's like burst of colors or lights because it was swirling all over. Right. So swirls of light. That's what we we'll call light. it. Okay. There's all these swirls of light and all these trees appear in the lobby. Mm. Henry says they were displaced and didn't grow through the floor. So what's up with Sherwood Forest? They are Sequoia Sempervirens, redwoods indigenous to Eureka. They're inside and fused to the building. Well, not exactly. I mean, if you look at the damage, you'll see that uh, they actually displaced the floor and the ceiling. I've never seen anything like it. One day of getting to look like I know what I'm doing. Was that too much to ask for? Evidently. So Claudia scans him for radiation. So I guess, I can't explain it. I know what I'm thinking, but I guess the trees are displacing the parts of the building. So it's not like they're growing. They're just displacing. where they used to be? Displacing the reality. So mm. 
like later when the plane comes through, it's displacing that part of Cafe Diem. Right. With the old reality. Right. Part of the old is becoming into the new. Right. At Grant's office, Allison gives Grant a nanobot patch. Every time they do anything with nanobots, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't go well. Which scrubs the nicotine out of his system. He asks her to go for drinks, and she says she'll think about it. What did he want to get? A sidecar? Oh, I can't remember. Some that. old-fashioned drink that, I mean, I've heard of in old movies. So Grace wants Henry to tell her what is wrong. Henry looks like he's going to tell her, but he gets interrupted by Carter and Claudia. Mm. Claudia tells Henry about the trees in the ring pattern. She tells him that there's no black ring from the Mount St. Helens eruptions in the 80s, that all the trees in that area will have that black ring because they were covered with soot. Oh, okay, yeah. Anything that's been there since the 80s will have that black ring. These trees don't have the black ring. So that means the trees were there before in that time period? Well, the trees don't have the black ring, so you would assume that those trees are newer trees that they grew after the Mount St. Helens. I don't think they grew before Mounts. No, because if they grew before, they'd have the black ring because everything was covered in lava. Well, so what year was that? 1980. I'm thinking, yeah, right. that's what I mean, earlier. So right. What, when, what time did they go back? I keep 1947. So I'm thinking the trees and everything was 1947. They are, but they haven't figured that out. Oh, yet. okay. They're, they're trying to figure out why these trees... Oh. Don't have the black ring. Obviously, they're not older than 1980, but how could they be newer than 1980 because they're so big? Right, got it. Okay, now I got it. All the trees in the area that have been there since the 80s should have a ring around them. So she's going to compare them with the trees outside in Eureka. Does that make sense? I just keep on thinking they came when a plane came, especially once the yeah, plane Yeah, they did. Came. They did. I'm like, well, that's But see, they, they don't even they think of that. that right. They don't even understand so that yet. Yeah. Henry's saying displaced. They didn't grow. Right, but I'm thinking since Henry said displaced, like the plane, it kind of got displaced. Maybe because my reason is just a little bit different, but I understand that's like how a tree, kind of weird, but you know how sometimes there's a tree or a twig that's been planted and all of a sudden it's grown into a fence. Okay. And then it's kind of displaced itself because it's not exactly where it should be out of the fence. But it's kind of independent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get, I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, folks. No. The- <laughs> it's science. <We're> just- <laughs> Henry goes with Claudia, and Grace is left with Jack. She has Jack to tell her what's going on with Henry. She's afraid there's someone else. Mm-hmm. Carter tells her that's the last thing she has to worry about. Well, that's true. Right. But she doesn't know what changed, but she wants her husband back. Grant runs into Joe at Cafe Diem. He calls Vincent Vinny. That cracks me up. I don't know why. And orders his lunch. Joe gives him grief about what he's eating. So Allison's giving him grief about smoking. Joe's giving him lectures about what he's eating. (laughs) So he's like, I don't know why he wants to live in this town. (laughs) He likes a cigarette. And at this point, he should understand that you just can't smoke inside. I mean, he's been there a little while. But out of habit? I guess, yeah. Did you ever smoke? Yeah. Out of habit, you just... Yeah, I guess. He lights a cigarette, and Joe says something about secondhand smoke and collapses. They take her to GDE and find that she's been shot. The bullet was intact and never fired. So the bullet displaced... Yep, in her chest. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I guess there must have been an armory where that part of Cafe Mm Dean was, because um, it wasn't shot. It just kind of appeared in the place where it was in 1947. Mm -hmm. Hey, how's she doing? Uh, She'll be home with you soon watching reality TV. 
In that case, maybe you want to keep her for a couple more days, do some tests. <laughs> you know, she was she was really lucky. The bullet was huge and only centimeters from her heart. Here, look. This is the bullet that was found inside of Joe, complete with casing. It wasn't even fired. Can't get shot in a normal way around here. I have no idea where it came from. Oh. So, like the trees in the rotunda. Yeah, who knows what other disaster is waiting to just appear. Claudia thinks the trees and the bullet sound like an artifact, because it sure does. Hmm. Sounds yeah. like somebody got their hands on an artifact. But she said all the trees outside do have the black ring, so the trees inside are different. Mm. Definitely different. Carter asks about teleportation. I don't know why he does, but he does. Fargo says it's been banned, but they do have a scientist working on quantum particle entanglement research, which basically means teleportation. Mm. Her name is Dr. Lisa Wheeler. Fargo says she's up for review, so Carter thinks maybe if she's up for review, she's going out of her way to try to prove herself, and you mm. know how that happens. Yeah. And she went too far with one of her experiments. So we find Zane at Joe's bedside, which is kind of weird. He brings her a military ma'am <laughs> magazine. <laughs> it is kind of weird. She knows what their relationship was. He has no idea. Yeah, yeah. So he tells her that the Sky Cruiser, which is the thing he crashed a couple episodes ago. Oh, at the, um, uh, the, the picnic? The space. Week. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is almost fixed. So he says she could stop walking by his lab a hundred times a day. So he thinks she's being passive aggressive about fixing the Sky Cruiser mm. when she's just wanting to be around Zane. Yeah, yeah. Allison comes in with a, a pretty big bullet, and Joe, of course, can identify it. She identifies it as a collector's item, and she said this version isn't made anymore. They stopped painting the top in the 1950s. And Allison kind of gets a look on her face like maybe she's kind of figuring it out a little bit. Mm. But I don't think she's all the way there. Jack and Claudia find Dr. Wheeler in Cafe Diem. Jack asks her about the trees that appeared in GD. Jack sends Claudia to get a muffin so he could talk to Wheeler by himself. Mm. I don't know that he knows it has anything to do with time travel yet, but it still could be classified, and Claudia shouldn't be listening to all this stuff. She says that it can't be her. All her trials failed. And all of a sudden, all that lighting, swirly lights happen again, and it sounds like an earthquake. Jack gets everyone out right before a very old plane shows up in the middle of Cafe Diem, and Carter thinks he recognizes the plane. It's always funny how he recognizes things. Like, I recognize that equation. How (laughs) could you possibly recognize that equation? (laughs) Dr. Wheeler says that the plane displaced the matter in Cafe Diem. She thinks that someone is fooling around with wormholes, which, yes, they are. Oh, okay. This isn't the result of quantum particle entanglement. The plane would have fused with the matter in the building. This displaced it. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. What's causing it? But it looks to me like someone's fooling around with wormholes, so this better not show up in my performance review. This is like warehouse issue vintage. wonder when this was built. I'm guessing the 1940s. Henry says that the plane is almost new, even though they haven't made it since World War II, which I think now they're finally going to get a clue about what's going on. Claudia thinks that these things could be moving through time and space, and they could be talking about time travel, which Mm. is banned also. So he sends Claudia off with Fargo to take radiation readings, because I think now they really get that this has to do with them going back. Claudia and Fargo go out looking for radiation signatures, and Claudia finds one. They follow it, and then we cut back to Henry telling Carter about his and Grant's experiment. 
Carter gets angry. I don't know what he thought they were mm. trying to do. I don't know. Maybe he thought that it was going to get worse. Or get somebody else might get transported back. Right. Leave the machine alone. Why mm. are they fooling around with it? They know they can't send Grant back because he's already seen too much of the future. He can't go back. Yeah, but if they can't send Grant back, how does he, how does he become who he is? Didn't they say he, he was He doesn't. A he's erased. When they were in 1947, they yeah. were all like, oh... The Dr. Grant? Right, yeah. But when they came back, if they look in the history books, he's there just a little Grant. mention. He disappeared with five people in 1947. Oh, so he doesn't become who he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they can't send him back because he now has seen the future and all these inventions and everything. Oh, okay. If he goes back knowing what he knows and does something different, then it he would change the, it would change it again. Yeah. Got it, okay. Henry says they weren't looking to do time travel. They just wanted to research wormholes. But Henry thinks that if the wormhole was unstable, it could have been reopened by the bridge device core. If they can't stop it and the timelines collide or collapse into each other, the past and the present as they know it will cease to exist. This is what, the third time the timelines were going to collide? Hey, we're still here. Back at Henry's garage... Carter, Allison, and Grant, and Henry tried to determine what to do. Grant starts coughing and looking really sick. He says that he thought quitting smoking would be better for his health, but it doesn't actually look like it at this point. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can somebody take him to the firm room? Yeah, later on. He just keeps getting sicker and sicker. Is that's this episode where he disappears? He almost disappears. Appears. Okay, yeah. this is the episode, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Allison put that nicotine, well, it's right. a nanobot yeah, patch, yeah, which is yeah. supposed to scrub the nicotine out of his system. If I were anybody, I would think that's what was making him sick, but right. it, it, it turns out it isn't. Grant gives a really long scientific explanation about what he thinks is happening, and I'm going to have to put a clip in about that, because okay. if I was to write all that, I'd be here. We'd be here. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. So I'm putting a clip in, and we're skipping right over Okay. <laughs> we're skipping over the science. Henry explains it in layman's terms to Carter, but it still doesn't make any sense to me. Something about objects having magnetic relationship to each other, Mm -hmm. and if they're pulled through a wormhole, they could tear things apart on a quantum level. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to put a clip in about that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think it could be a quantum chromodynamic confinement anomaly. So you're just stringing words together. What he means is if certain exotic particles were separated and then pulled through a wormhole, they would still have a massive attraction to each other like a giant magnet, literally tearing things apart on a quantum level. Well, the magnet was strong enough to pull a plane into Cafe Diem. Plane? Cafe Diem is built next to where the airfield was back in 47. The objects are tied to location. But drawn by the magnet. All right. Well, we need to see a map of Eureka circa 1947. Lucky I'm a town historian. Grant says that the airfield in 1947 was right near where Cafe Diem is today. So Allison realizes that the objects that are coming through are tied to the specific location where they were in 1947. Mm. So Carter asks to see a map of 1947, and luckily, Grant is the town historian, because they want to see where everything else is and verify that all these things were in the places that they're coming Mm. through. Meanwhile, Fargo and Claudia are still out in the woods following the radiation detector. The detector lights up, and everything starts rumbling like it did before the trees Mm. showed up, and the plane came through, almost like an earthquake. Fargo notices a fence that wasn't there before, They realize they're standing on a minefield in front of Camp Eureka. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. The mines are still there from 19... Well, they're not still there, but the mines showed up from 1947. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Claudia steps on a mine. It doesn't go off. It's one of those pressure-released mines. But if she moves, 
they will. So we go back to Grant's office, and they're looking for a, at a map of old Eureka and pointing out all the places where everything came through. Grant is getting sicker and sicker, and Allison mentions the nanobots, but Carter begins to wonder if Grant is also being affected by the magnetic field that's pulling things from 1947 because he's originally from, from 1947. 1947. Right. They're pulling things through from 1947, but he's already here, so now it's just a big like tug-of-war right? because he's in the wrong place. Henry says it would pull him apart molecule by molecule from the inside out. They run to find Grant, and they find him with all the glowy stuff around him. Carter figures out that Grant is actually the magnet that's making mm-hmm. all this stuff happen because of the bridge device. Mm-hmm. Apparently, because he was there, he's out of time, and he okay. was there when they activated the bridge device, right. even though it was just for a minute. Makes sense. Claudia and Fargo are still trapped in the minefields, and Claudia can't move because the mine could go off. Fargo comes up with some kind of way to delay the activation if she moves, like give them a couple seconds to get away. Mm-hmm. And I might have to put a clip there too, <laughs> because <laughs> the way he explains it. You work at Warehouse 13. I do inventory and I'm bomb disposal. What do you think my job is? The Hurt Locker? Wait a sec. Your scanner, that's encased in an aluminum alloy, right? Yeah, this this and the and the printed circuit board from your PDA. And we can make a null pulse inducer to delay the trigger signal in the landmine. Geek talk. So hot. Yeah, but doesn't he fall or something? Yeah, but he falls pulling her off the mine. Oh, okay. They, he comes up with something with her scanner thing that would delay. So as soon as she moves her foot, it won't explode. They would have a couple seconds Second. to get okay. away. So when he pulls her, he falls and pulls her down with him. Right. Now yeah. Carter comes. and went, I can't remember what he did. Oh, I guess when they're looking at everything in Eureka, they noted an explosion. And they realize from the old map that that's a minefield. And he knew that he sent oh, Carter and Claudia okay. there. So back at GD, Grant is getting worse. And Carter says that there's been more reports of objects coming mm. through the wormhole. Or wherever they're coming through. Allison says they have to find a way to purge the particles from his body before it kills him. Even if Grant dies, his body is going to keep pulling and attracting objects from 1947. So they have to do something, you know, even if they let him die from whatever's ripping him apart. He's still going to know what. Right. So Carter remembers that Claudia came to pick up some of Fargo's goo, and he was wondering if they put Grant in the goo. Of course, he wants to dip him in the goo. (laughs) if that would neutralize the exotic particles. Just then a, a nuclear missile shows up. So not only are things being displaced and Grant's going to die, now they have a nu- nuclear missile that could go off because uh, the ground right, shaking, yeah. all this stuff is going on. So they decide to use the goo, and Grant decides to do it. He says even if he'll be stuck in this timeline forever, which we already know he is. He can't go back. Although they say he can't go back because it'll change history. That doesn't mean that he would never be able to go back. Oh, okay. Because he's sneaky. If he found a way to go back and he wanted to, he would. He doesn't seem to care about changing history because he came here and changed everything. But if they do this, now he's, he's stuck there, definitely. Oh, okay. So back at the minefield, like we said, Fargo and Claudia are working on the thing to get Claudia off the mine. Fargo, like we said again... There was a delayed reaction, so he pulls her off. They have a couple seconds before it explodes. But he falls on the ground, and he puts his head down on a mine. So now they're stuck there. <laughs> Joe's still in the infirmary, but she's on her computer. Oh, Joe's the one who finds that the mines went off. She detected explosion in the area. 
Carter, like we said, realizes he sent Fargo and Claudia there. They don't have a mind diffuser, but they have something else that will work. And it's next to the plasma detonator. So he has to be careful to pick the right one. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Because the plasma detonator, I guess, would Mm. make everything worse. More objects keep coming through and we detected an explosion right here. Let's go set Fargo and Claudia. That used to be a minefield. Of course. Um... Do you have a minesweeper in the weapon rack? No, no, no. We have an infrasonic diffuser. It's right next to the the plasma detonator. Carter, do not get them confused. Right. So they're still trying to treat Grant in the infirmary. Allison says the particles are growing instead of going away, and she Mm. wants to stop the infusion, but Henry wants to increase it. Grant agrees with Henry. Allison thinks they're going to kill him. He says, I guess I picked the wrong day to quit smoking. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what anybody it's says. Funny, I, I, but I don't like. It. I know. Airplane. I love airplane. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Okay, yeah. I guess I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. What's the mm. other one? I guess I picked the wrong week to stop drinking. Yeah. Mm. So none of the stuff is working that they're doing. Allison remembers the nicotine patch, the nanobot patch, mm. and she says that that was made to scrub nicotine out of his body, and maybe they could reprogram it to scrub the exotic particles out of his body. So they get to work on that. Carter gets to the minefield, and he has the gadget, although he's not 100% sure he picked the right one. (laughs) He gets the diffuser onto the mine under Fargo's head. They move off the mine, and it didn't go off. Carter also has something that shows him where the other mines are, Mm. so they they don't step on anymore. So the wormhole's about to collapse, and Grant's about to die. But they have to keep trying to scrub his body of the exotic particles. It all starts to work, and you can see all the particles leaving him. And again, everything starts shaking, and the trees and the rocket disappear, which means the mines and everything else disappear. Mm. Henry finds Grace in his garage, attempting to fix a car, and she says she'll be there when he's ready to tell her what's wrong. Yeah, I feel bad for her. I know. You know, and I think I said this a couple episodes, I didn't like her when she first got Mm. there. Because we never saw her before. Right, yeah. What about Kim? Even though Kim right. died like four times already. And Again, at one point, then Kim must not be in existence. Yeah. Well, Kim could have been in existence and died. Like he, she did in the original timeline. Because everything didn't change. But s- some things changed. Mm. But I don't know. They never actually explained if there was a Kim ever in that timeline. Because or... he didn't say anything about his ex-wife. Did he so far say anything about his ex-wife? I don't know that they... No. I don't know that they ever got married. They got married in that alternate timeline when he changed time to save her. I don't know if they ever had a chance to get married in this timeline. But still, at one point, I'm thinking he loved Kim so much... Right. ...that she would be mentioned at least once. And I don't remember them ever mentioning her name. Since they came back? Since they came right. back. Right, and it could be that they don't know if she existed. Because they don't know. Right. They, they have no did. idea if she was even there or, you know, they have to be really, especially Henry because he's living with somebody. He right. has to be really careful what he right. talks I'm, about. But still, I keep on saying him and Carter. Yeah, I know, but see the time frame. Like, remember we were talking about um, Taggart left when the ice in the ice mm-hmm. show? He left. He was gone for two years. So we don't know how long it's been since since that episode where Kim died. Right. 
it might have been a few years where he wouldn't be talking about it all the time anymore. You know? I don't know. I don't know either, because they don't explain all that. They don't tell mm-hmm. us if there was actually a Kim. I'm sure he remembers Kim, but we don't know if the new timeline that they're in, if there was a Kim. Right, and that's There might have been, and she might have died just like she did. Or maybe he wasn't in love with her. If you think about it, she died in Nathan's lab. That was a long time right, ago. Yeah. That fake Kim that came off the spaceship wasn't Kim. Right. So she's been dead a long, long time. But we don't know. We don't know if she ever even existed this in this timeline. Right, yeah. You know, I mean. and they never explain it. But that's the reason I didn't like Grace. Because they brought Kim so back so many times. I guess, you know, if you really think about it, there's no possible... I suppose they could have come up with some way to bring her back. But how many times are they going to do that? But well, I know the timeline. I thought they would at least be married and have some kids. I know. And I was hoping that... Well, they were in that timeline that Henry created to save her life. Right. But right. I mean, he's coming back. I'm expecting him... You know, when somebody's coming through the door and says, whatever, she said, honey, whatever, I'm thinking, ooh, it's Kim. It's Kim. But, yeah. Just, but then I see a whole nother girl. I know. Where'd she come from? I know. And, I yeah, I didn't like her at first because yeah. I was hoping they'd bring Kim back somewhere along the yeah. way. And somehow, you know, I was like, who's this? Mm-hmm. Who's this <laughs> married to Henry? <laughs> Who she thinks she is? But, you know, you get to like her. Yeah. She's growing on me because I feel sorry. For yeah, her. She, she's good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they fix everything. Grant decides to transfer the bridge device somewhere else. We don't know where he's transferring it. They didn't tell us. Did they tell us? Oh, it's going to NASA. No, no, I'm confusing episodes. Yeah. No, they didn't tell us where he's sending it, but he's sending it to another facility somewhere. He says that Eureka's growing on him, and again, he asks Allison out for a drink, and she agrees to one drink. Joe's back home at Carter's house. Carter says there's something about Grant he doesn't trust, and he does. He gives that impression even even when he's doing absolutely nothing he looks Mm -hmm. like he's being sneaky Mm -hmm. so joe tells him to get off his ass and do something about allison Mm -hmm. because he's dragging his feet again right yep they talk about zane you know and joe says that you know every once in a while she sees a little piece of the old zane but then it's just gone Mm -hmm. and then they go back to watching their reality tv (laughs) something Mm -hmm. about a eye patch guy they kept talking about Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Oh, the Einstein bridge device is going to be transferred to Warehouse 13. 13 that's yeah, where it's going. And that's pretty much the end of the episode, unless we missed something. No, I think we covered that pretty good. Yeah. So season four, no Kim. Henry's married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. All right. So we will be back next week with episode six. Yeah. Season four, episode six. Okay. Bye. Bye. So I guess I picked the right day to quit smoking after all. We save the world in time for drinks. <laughs> okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for season four, episode six, Mom Stray City. Bye. That was a hard one, Momstrosity. Bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At Facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.